Hello, I'm John Perry. And I'm Ken Taylor. Coming up, right after the news, it's Philosophy Talk. This week, we're taking you out to the old ball game. Uh, are we turning Philosophy Talk into a sports talk show, John? What are we going to do? Uh, field calls about the Mariners and who they should start tomorrow, or uh, whether Alou should uh, bat Bonds third or fourth? I was thinking more along the lines of what we can learn from our passion for baseball. Is our passion for baseball something irrational? Are there other things more intrinsically important? How does baseball differ from family or country or other things we have loyalty to? Like your favorite radio program, Philosophy Talk returns with a discussion of the philosophy of baseball after the news. Welcome to Philosophy Talk, the program that questions everything. Except your intelligence. I'm John Perry. And I'm Ken Taylor. Our program originates from the studios of KALW Information Radio 91.7, San Francisco's oldest FM station. But today, we'd like you to imagine us, yourself seated with us in a circle on the carpet-like lawn of Sunken Diamond, home of the Stanford Cardinal baseball team. It's a wonderful place to watch a ball game and a perfect setting for a discussion on baseball and philosophy. You know, uh, but John, some people think that watching baseball, I mean, they're wrong, but they think this. It's like watching paint dry. And those people must think that talking about baseball is even more deadly, like talking about paint drying. Well, well, Ken, that raises the question of why baseball. It's not one of your standard philosophical topics that you hit on intro to philosophy, I mean, or, or, or see a, a course in at, at the big philosophy departments. But we want to illustrate the point that anything that's fun to talk about and fun to think about is fun to talk and think about philosophically. Now, that probably doesn't include watching paint dry, yeah, but right. opera, baseball, even even other sports like football could conceivably be interesting to talk and think about philosophically. But secondly, Ken, I do think that philosophy themes, traditional philosophy themes, and baseball do meet somewhere. There are some relevant things to be learned from baseball. Yeah, like uh, there's this question about loyalty, you know. I mean, we're loyal to all sorts of things, country, family, uh, you know, our, your favorite radio program. And then we're deeply loyal to baseball teams. And this question is, is that kind of loyalty irrational? Does it make any sense? And there's also related to that is what exactly are you loyal to when you're loyal to a baseball team since, you know, the players keep coming and going? Well, well, some people think that uh, loyalty to a baseball team or some other sports entity like that has to be a bit of a pretense, a facade. Uh, yeah. They're not intrinsically important things, and why should you be loyal to them? Uh, yeah, and, and the opposition is, say, to, to your city or your country or, or your family. Others say, well, you know, nothing's really that intrinsically important. It's important because we care about, if we care about baseball, good for baseball. Right, you know, uh, money is just paper, right? You know, it's not intrinsically worth anything, but we care about it deeply. So things that don't have any intrinsic worth can still be objects of deep affection and, and, and you know. But what's the contrast? you think there are things of intrinsic worth? Well, I think families are of, of intrinsic worth. I'm a little less certain about nations, and we care a lot about those things, you know. I mean, Some other questions. You, you mentioned the one about identity. What is it we're loyal to? I mean, the San Francisco Giants are my favorite team since I've been an adult, uh, but... but 
was I loyal to, am I loyal to the same thing that used to be in the polo grounds in, uh, in New York City? Different players, different owner, different place to play, different city. Yeah. Uh, even the uniforms are, are a different color. So what, what, what is it I'm loyal to? Yeah, that's a good question. I, uh, you know, I was loyal to, I am and was and have been all my life, uh, loyal, uh, loyal to the Cleveland Indians. Now, you could ask, though, what kind of loyalty is that? But you know what? There are lots of philosophers love to talk about baseball. And uh, Amy Standen, a roving philosophical reporter, tracked down another one, not just you and me and our upcoming guest, John. She files this report. I just think it's a great game with a lot of history, and I like watching it, and I like studying it. Ted Cohen is a philosopher at the University of Chicago and a baseball fan. For somebody like me, baseball is a particularly good and fruitful thing to think about and to just kind of wonder about, and then if you want to dignify it with these words, to philosophize about, is that baseball is the most complicated game played by large numbers of people. And the test of it is this. Imagine somebody who doesn't know anything at all about this game, and he comes and watches people play it. But he doesn't get to read the rule book. He doesn't get to ask anybody any questions. Now the question is, how soon, if at all, will he figure out what the rules of this game actually are? We've got a real pure six brawl going right at home plate. And my very strongly held conviction is that it'll take longer with baseball than with any other sport. And in fact, he may never figure out what's going on. It's not just what you see on the field. Baseball has one of the most elaborate rule books in sports. And the book keeps changing, getting longer, more complicated. You're never going to get it done. There will always be something will come up that you didn't think about, something that you hadn't imagined, and then the rules won't cover it. Or it won't be clear how the rules do cover it, and there will have to be another decision made. It's pretty plain that almost everybody playing the game doesn't know all of the rules. And yet the game works anyway. Debating the rules of baseball is one of the pleasures of the game. So is record-keeping. Baseball history is crammed with records. Perfect games, no hitters, on-base percentages, and, of course, this one. Swinging. There's a drive into left center field. That ball is going to be out of here. It's gone. It's 7-15. There's a new home run champion of all time, and it's Henry Aaron. This is the record that San Francisco slugger Barry Bonds, who knocked his godfather Willie Mays out of the number three spot, aims to break. Naturally, even that's open to debate. He's still behind Babe Ruth as well as behind Hank Aaron. Suppose that eventually he hits more home runs than Babe Ruth and moves into second place. There will be people saying, well, yeah, he's got more home runs than Babe Ruth, but Babe Ruth didn't play as long as Barry Bonds. Barry Bonds has been hitting 30, 40, 50 home runs every year for a certain number of years. Babe Ruth didn't play that many years. Well... Let's have a look at how frequently people hit home runs. Is it every five times at bat? Every 20 times at bat? On swings! High drive! There it goes! Number 660 headed for the cove! That one is wet! Barry Bonds has done it! This is one of the things that makes the world go round, is the possibility of these kind of endless conversations and arguments. That's one of the things that sports fans do all the time. They criticize the way the team played, they say that the manager should have put in a substitute. They say that the batter should have been told to try to bump the ball. And really, philosophy is a fancy word for doing just that, arguing endlessly over unanswerable questions for fun and maybe tenure. We like these endless conversations in which we argue, but we know that in principle there's no way to really settle this permanently. And somehow we just enjoy that. 
was Ulysses S. Grant a better general than Robert E. Lee? People will argue about this through the end of time, even though you know that in the end, it won't be settled. And uh, I think that's terrific. For Philosophy Talk, this is Amy Standen. Want to hear more? You can hear the rest of the program by purchasing it at iTunes Music. Or, for unlimited listening, become a subscriber at philosophytalk.org.